Chapter Twenty Two of the Pony Rider Boys in New England. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marty in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. The Pony Rider Boys in New England by Frank G. Patchen. Chapter Twenty Two. Lost in the Big Woods. Tad Butler had often heard it said that a lost man was an insane man. He had laughed at this, as he had laughed at the stories of men who had been lost for no longer than twenty-four hours, and who had come out gibbering idiots. Now for the first time the Pony Rider Boy began to realize what it meant to be lost, that feeling of utter isolation, of aloneness, of doubt whether they ever would find their way out, took possession of him and for the moment the panic threatened Tad Butler. Then he recalled the advice given by Cale Vaughn. If you get lost, sit down and think it over. Don't run. Tad was thinking it over. At last he said, Stacy, we got on the wrong trail somewhere. I have an idea it was not long after leaving town. Chunky nodded his head slowly. A strange feature of the situation impressed itself upon Tad at this particular juncture. He was unable to tell his position from the sun. He could not have told whether the sun was in the east, west, north, or south, and his compass proved absolutely useless. He was interrupted in his thoughts by the voice of Stacy Brown. We haven't enough grub for more than one more meal. We may have to rustle, added Tad, but I have confidence enough in myself to believe that we shall not starve to death. Having recovered his mental balance, Tad decided that it was time to do something. So he took careful note of the lay of the land about him, the character of the trees and shrubs, the drainage and other features that might prove of use to him later on. His next task was to blaze a tree. He made a conspicuous blaze on four sides of a large pine, a blaze that might be seen for some distance in either direction. Why are you doing that? questioned the fat boy. We shall know it when we see it again. Furthermore, it will be of use to any person who may chance to be looking for us. I'm going to stick like a brother to that blaze tree until I find a better place. Unpack and help me make camp. Chunky got down slowly. He was much less disturbed than Tad would have expected. I will make a lean-to while you're getting the camp in shape. Wait! Tad's voice was sharp, causing Stacy to halt suddenly. I hear water. There's a stream near here. Yes, there it is. Hooray! I don't see anything in a little stream of water to get excited about, declared the fat boy. I do. It means there's a larger body of water somewhere hereabouts. You take the ponies and follow me. I'm going to blaze away down that stream for a piece anyway and see where it leads. We can't be any worse off farther down than we are here and perhaps we may be able to better ourselves materially. Tad, hatchet in hand, started for the creek. He turned downstream after satisfying himself which was downstream, followed slowly by Stacy. Butler blazed the way, turning down bushes, marking trees with conspicuous chops, clear through the bark to the white of the wood itself, so that there might be no difficulty in finding their way back in case they desired to do so. To Tad's satisfaction, they soon came out on the shore of a lake, or rather, a pond it was in size. 
this pond gave them an open space taking away in a measure that shut-in feeling that had so oppressed them under the tall pines here is the place for the camp stacy announced tad joyously what better could a man ask for a summer resort no this isn't so bad admitted the fat boy where do you want the camp in a little way from the shore we might as well make it permanent for we may be here for some time in the meantime tad was industriously chopping away cutting down small trees for the lean-to a busy two hours followed stacy got the brows together for the beds tad chopped down a larger tree for the bed pieces of their fireplace and by the time they had finished the day was drawing to a close they had not finished any too soon but they had constructed as neat and practical a camp as ever grew under the skilled hands of an old woodsman tad was justly proud of their efforts supper was not a bounteous meal and neither had overloaded his stomach but the boys were cheerful and the ponies content for there was plenty for the animals to eat tad had gotten in a great pile of poles for nightwood so that they were pretty well supplied with everything except food chunky dropped asleep on his brows bed under the comforting warmth of the fire soon after supper in fact before tad had finished with the supper work which was not very arduous the boys having only a few tin dishes that hung suspended from their saddles they had their rifles revolvers and hunting knives all of which might prove useful in their present predicament tad sat down by the fire to think he sat long going over all the possibilities of their case figuring on the probabilities of their being found tad knew that cale vaughn would never rest until he found them once the guide knew that the two boys were lost so butler decided that his wisest course would be to remain where he was skirmish for food and try to content himself with his comrade until help arrived a crashing sound brought him to his feet the sound was unlike any he had ever heard before tad's first impulse was to run then pulling himself sharply together he stood listening oh pshaw it's a big tree falling he muttered the ponies too had been startled they were snorting and stamping tad's voice quieted them if this thing keeps on i'm sure to have an attack of nerves i'm ashamed of myself great scott what is that oh wow howled chunky leaping from his brow's bed standing wide-eyed at the opening of the lean-to what was that uh, i don't know stammered tad i never heard so many crazy sounds in all my life i've heard that a night in the jungle was terrifying but i don't believe it can be any worse than this there it goes again cried chunky the forest seemed to be full of uh oohs the pony rider boys gazed into each other's faces stacy brown's teeth were chattering again that terrifying roar what is it gasped chunky i i, I don't know whispered tad I, I never heard the like of it it's getting nearer too tad snatched up his rifle get ready for trouble chunky shouted the freckle-faced boy the freckles standing out in blotches on his face the latter now pale but resolute End of chapter 22, read by Marty in Winston-Salem, North Carolina.